welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following sermon was recorded Sunday, March 7th, 2021. Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years And will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word word that Jesus had spoken. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. I hope I don't burst your bubble too much if I take away the image of angry, upset Jesus turning over the tables, because in John, that's not really quite what we have. Think about what we read here and what you hear. Jesus goes up, and in the temple, he finds what has been happening for a very, very long time, the selling of cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices. See, this is how it works. You are a pilgrim coming to, not the little black and white hats pilgrim, by the way. Okay, when I said that word, I realized it might come out a different way. A pilgrim is anybody who is making making a sojourn to an important place. And so you're making this important trip, this religious trip to the temple to be able to offer a sacrifice. But for a variety of reasons, you may not have brought your turtle dove or your cattle or your ox along with you. Um, and, and because you didn't have a perfect one or because you don't have those things. And so you come with your shekels. Your, I mean, I'm sorry, you come with your Roman coins and trade them in for shekels. Now, this is not just a money exchange like getting your pesos when you go to Mexico. This is about trading in a coin that has the image and likeness and name of the Roman emperor on it the Caesar who is God himself, and the coin proclaims that to a simple coin that you can use in the temple. Because not surprisingly, in the temple, you can't use a coin that has a different God's face on it. So you've got to change that out first. And now you take your shekels, your appropriate Jewish money, and purchase an animal that is without blemish. It is completely clean. So you traded unclean money for clean money, Clean money to buy the clean animal to make a sacrifice to what end? 
to get yourself clean in front of God. This is a whole cleansing process that people were supposed to go through in a religious and faithful way. And like anything, oh, Kelly's not here. You guys are going to have to take up the slack. God gives us good stuff and we... Somebody know? Mess it up. That's right. God gives us good stuff all the time and we mess it up. God gave people good stuff in the Old Testament. He gives us good stuff now. We're human beings. We're sinful. We find a way to mess it up all the time. And so this process that was supposed to be religious and thoughtful as people changed the money and bought the animal and turned their lives towards God just became one more piece of business. We've all done it. Okay, you haven't gone to the temple to make a sacrifice. I understand that. But we've all done, made the same mistake. Everybody here, with maybe exception of the few youngest ones, have gotten up and gone to church because you had to. You were going to usher, or you were going to play, or you were going to preach, or you were going to make the video. I'm not picking on John because he's the only videographer. But you, were, you had to be the acolyte, whatever it is, your spouse, your mom, your dad. Somebody said you're going to church. You didn't want to. You didn't care about anything about God or your relationship with God at that moment, and you went to church. And whether God worked through you and the Holy Spirit worked in you that day or not, I'm not going to say, but for all the wrong reasons, you did the right thing. We do it all the time. And guess what? Better to do the right thing for the wrong reasons than not to do it. Because God will work any way that we show up. But we've done it. And our hearts haven't been in it. Please do not tell me you didn't want to come to church because your heart wasn't in it. Come anyway. That's not an illegitimate excuse. You bring your body enough and God will get your heart where it needs to be. Okay. But Jesus saw what the people were doing, and we do the same thing now, where you just make an exchange. It is absolutely too easy. If you come here and think, I'm going to kneel and pray, I'm going to listen to the message, I'm going to sing or hear singing, I'm going to take communion, and I'm going to be all better, get back to my life the way it was before I came in here, that's the same thing Jesus got upset about. And let me pick up where I started, which was Jesus getting upset. At least in John, he sees it all. He makes a whip of cords. That is not a fast thing. That's not pulling a branch off the tree and going after with it. It takes time. Jesus was thinking through what he was going to do. He did not shoo the people with the whip of cords. It's pretty clear there. He drove out the sheep and the cattle. He was making a protest. He was making a statement he was trying to get people to see that this exchange was not what God's house was supposed to be about. It wasn't about the commercialization, and though people were probably taken advantage of in the money exchange and in the purchasing of these animals, just like that sandwich you buy at the airport that costs a whole lot more than the one that costs in a regular restaurant, they were taking advantage of that. That's not what it was about so much as the fact that broken people were coming to God and thinking they were getting fixed by paying the money and doing what they were supposed to do and getting out of there. Jesus always wants more. 
That's how Jesus is, and that's good for us. And it's good for us when we can respond with that more. That's good. Jesus doesn't whip the people. He comes in and says, stop this on behalf of God. On behalf of God, you don't need sheep. You don't need cattle. You don't even need those two turtle doves. You need Jesus. We need Jesus. That's the important part. When we come in this situation, this changing of clean, to unclean to clean, it's too easy of an exchange. It's a business. And we want to go back to the words that we have heard throughout this season and all the time, and it's even on the sign, so if you miss it, if you dozed off during the sermon and you missed it, make sure you read the sign before you leave today. It says, this is my son, listen to him. At every moment, at every turn. The business of Lent, the work that we have to do during Lent, is to remind us that Jesus has done the work. We have a Savior. Every single turn and corner and spot in your life that hurts, that has trouble, whether you caused it or somebody else, whether it's caused by the weather, something inside of you, Jesus is the answer. Remember that bumper sticker that used to say, Jesus is the answer? And then people, of course, had to be cynical and say, I don't even know what the question was. That's actually a good response. It doesn't matter. We heard it in the hymn today, how we, we basically, everything that we have could deplete anyone except for God. Kill the tree. It doesn't kill the tree. Jesus hangs on the tree and pays the price for us. Whatever you've got in your life, when you can stop anything that hurts, anything that doesn't feel right, when you can stop and say, Jesus, I need help with this. You've already turned the corner, which is repentance. That's what repentance is. Repentance is a U-turn. You're going this way, you're going this way, it's the wrong way. Everybody's got GPS now. What happens when you turn around? No, she doesn't like that, right? <laughs> no, this is right. If you make a wrong turn, she'll tell you, make a legal U-turn, right? That's repentance. You're headed that way, away from God, away from what's good, and God turns you around. Better yet, you turn yourself back around to God. God is there, ready and waiting. Always ready and waiting. How can we get ourselves to do the hard work? How can we get past all of that? Here's the thing. The hard work, and if you could read this, what I've got down, it's capital H and capital W. This is a, this is a name, this is a thing. The hard work isn't that we have to make things right. It isn't that we have to follow all the commandments. Yes, we're supposed to do the best we can with that. It isn't that we always have to do well in life. The hard work is not that we have to make it right. The hard work is that we have to admit and realize that we have made it wrong. We don't want to admit that. We don't want to accept that. It's not about saving ourselves. It's about recognizing that we have a need for a Savior. And we can listen to him. 
Amen. has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.